Later today, the Referendum Working Group will brief the opposition leader on their work around the voice to Parliament. But across the nation, supporters are mobilising public events. Government MPs are holding town hall forums, with one being held in the seat of Wills last night. Peter Khalil is the Labor MP for Wills and the chair of the Parliamentary Joint Committee on Intelligence and Security. He joins you now. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Patricia. Are people in your electorate raising the voice with you? Uh, yes, they are. In fact, we had such a turnout last night at the forum that uh, people were sort of spilling out onto the street. It was a, a remarkable turnout. People are very interested to engage in, in a conversation about uh, the referendum that's coming up around The Voice. Uh, so that was really encouraging. Um, and I, I said to everyone, you know, in my introductory remarks, all are welcome. Obviously, there are many people who support The Voice in the audience, those who are undecided or want to hear more about it and understand more about the proposal and those who might oppose, but but as long as everyone was respectful in the in the conversation, uh, all were welcome. So obviously, your electorate is 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 quite diverse. Uh, it's an area yep. I'm quite across, uh, but there are some very progressive parts of your electorate. There has been a split in the progressive side on, on the left. Were those issues raised? Are people sort of questioning yep. whether yep. what would happen? People ask questions right across the board, really detailed questions. Um, I should say our guests were uh, Marcus Stewart, the co-chair of the Victorian First Peoples Assembly uh, uh, from Tungurung Nation, and Professor Marcia Langdon, a Yaman woman and uh, long-term Indigenous activist and and, co-author of the proposal. So they were very knowledgeable people. They had great insight. They had great knowledge that they shared with the audience. Um, And... Look, I just want to say, like, especially people listening, what I said to people to frame our conversation last night is that you might disagree, you might be undecided, but you know, Australia is from time to time jolted out of our complacency to to be called to make big decisions about our nation and reshaping our nation, our national story, who we are, who we might be. Uh, decisions that shape our identity and our purpose, shape our our collective future, really. And this is one of those moments. Uh, It's an important one. It's an important conversation because this referendum, I I think, and and this was sort of coming out last night too, this goes to the heart of of our nation and who we are. It really is about deciding whether we have a constitutionally enshrined, a guaranteed First Nations voice to Parliament. So there were a lot of questions about what that is, how that would work, uh, questions around, uh, you know, you mentioned sort of the split, if you like, if you call it that, uh, questions around sovereignty. And, and there are many uh, constitutional and legal uh, experts and legal advice that we talked about last night that, that made a very strong point that uh, having a voice to parliament would not uh, impact the questions around sovereignty at all. Um, and so we discussed that quite extensively. And I thought it was a very respectful and a, it was a very um, useful conversation for uh, my constituents. One of the things we keep hearing is that there's not enough detail or information. Oh. <laughs> Did that come through? Uh, no, because Marcy Langton very, I think, very clearly pointed out the 800 pages of details, the 20 plus years of work. I mean, this. This uh, is really a culmination of decades of work by Indigenous leaders. The the Uluru Statement from the Heart had hundreds of Indigenous leaders uh, who came together from around Australia um, who, you know, in the first uh, Aboriginal Constitutional Convention, uh, who put forward the Statement from the Heart, the detail behind that. People can read these reports, the expert panel reports, um, all of the different work that has been done over 20-plus years, uh, and Marcy pointed out that to, to people in the audience, people can make the effort to actually look at that detail. It's been provided. 
and and Marcus also made the point that a lot of this is disinformation by opponents who are saying that there's no detail when there actually is. So we did, I mean, it was almost two hours uh, of a forum, so there was plenty of detail discussed uh, about about how the uh, how the referendum would would occur and how it would work, what the what the questions might be, and all the rest of it. So um, I don't pay much attention to that particular argument that there's no detail. Just changing topics in the last couple of minutes we have, a Senate inquiry has found Australia's government needs to take steps to list the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps as a terrorist organisation and expand mm. the list of individuals and entities targeted by the Magnitsky sanctions. Should this happen? Yes, well, my, my committee, you mentioned at the start, on the chair of the Intelligence Security Committee would be looking at that question if it was raised, uh, obviously, through the Senate Select Committee, uh, and if the government was to, to consider that recommendation, we would be the one, the committee, that my committee would be determining um, the ins and outs of that. Uh, I should say for listeners, I have been a very strong advocate and supporter for increasing uh, sanctions uh, on the theocratic regime in Iran, obviously, since the death, the murder of Mahsajina Amini, there's been uh, massive protests in Iran. We've seen that before over decades, but this time it's different, Patricia. There's, a, I think, a psychological difference here. The, the young people, the all people of all ages who are protesting and standing up to the regime, it's not so much about reforming or making some peripheral changes or changing, you know, when they could wear, women could wear a headscarf. I mean, women and girls and, and young people are out there saying, enough, we, we don't want this regime anymore. They've got to go. And it's very, very significant. I think we're at a moment in history where we have to be on the right side of history in supporting uh, the people of Iran. The courage and passion that they've shown is remarkable, um, you know, in standing up to the so-called morality police and the Basiji militia and so on. Uh, and we've just, the government, Penny Wong has just announced uh, sanctions, extended sanctions on yep. Iran. So really uh, important on, on okay. 16 law enforcement and military officials, as well as the Islamic Revolutionary Guard members. So... Uh, and financial sanctions as well. Okay. Peter Khalil, many thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, Patricia. The Cheers. Chair of the Parliamentary Joint Committee on Intelligence and Security, Peter Khalil. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations, live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.